I love Hitler. I love Hitler. Oh no, she did. The show's for pagans. It's called Meet My Pagan Ass. Hi everybody, this is Carmen Kick-Ass and Lucky-licious and this is Eat, Eat My, My Pagan, Pagan Ass. Ass, the final episode. <laughs> what do you mean the final episode? Well, yeah, didn't I tell you? No. What? About my joining that new coven and I wouldn't be able to do the podcast anymore. Oh, I thought you were just kidding. I like pretended like you didn't really. I said something about it on the Facebook page and I was like, oh, she's just fucking around. Are you serious? You're really going? Yeah, I am. I, I thought about it and I decided this would be a good change for me. So good opportunity, actually. So, so um, wait a minute. Everybody who's just downloaded this podcast and they've been listening to us and you know, there's people who are just finding us for the first time and they're listening to 10, 15 episodes all in a row and all of a sudden... Bam, they hear this. How are you going to do that? <laughs> now you're making me feel bad. Yeah, you should feel bad. How are you going to do that to all your fans? Well, how, you, how could you do that to me? To me, Lucky Licious. How could you look at me? Oi! <laughs> I'm looking. Aww. <laughs> well, you know, I, I thought about it, and this is a really cool offer. You know, I was asked to join this uh, pagan group that. Essentially, what they do is they travel around the United States to different, um, you know, vortexes and magical areas. And, mm-hmm. you know, they do all kinds of magic. And it's not personal magic. It's magic to help the, the world. Or let's say, for example, if, if they go to um, Arizona, they might want to help out with the issues they're having over there or, you know, wherever there's something going on. So we're like, you know what, we're like missionaries in a way. And we kind of go and help out and do our magic and then move on. And, you know, and the thing with this group is, oh, and then there's like all these people that I've heard of. You know, they're like famous magicians or whatever you want to call them, you know, magical practitioners. You are no match for this warlock. So I was asked to join this group. What do you group. mean famous? Like famous people who like, also well, are magical or? Well, no. Not like, actually, maybe not famous. Like Oprah Winfrey or no, someone. that kind of famous. Somebody we know, like Isaac, well, not Isaac Bonowitz, but. Well, somebody like that. Somebody, yeah, oh, a magical okay. person. So, you know, when they asked me if I wanted to join this group, I was like, me? Little old me? And then. Um, when did I, this happen? It's been going on for a few months. And then I decided to. I thought about it, and you know, I'd I'd have to quit my job and all that, and you're you're willing to do that? Yeah. Are do are, do or, they help or, support or, you or, or something? I, can, the... I already discussed it with my job, and I can come back after two years. I have two years, and then I won't lose my position. Oh. You know. Do you think you'll be? How long are you going to be traveling with this? Group? Well, well, the thing with the, this group is you you travel with them for a year and a day, and then after that time. If they think that you, sh- you know, that's like your trial period, then they'll ask you, to, you know, and then you get your tenure. <laughs> what do you but, know about, like, is, is this like some kind of Heaven's Gate cult or something? I mean, are we going to see you in a tabloid with, you know, freshly new bought sneakers and a hood over your head and you're all dead because you drank some cyanide or something? Wait, waiting for the hail comet? 
What is I, this? Well, you never know. You've looked I into this. Know. You know these I've, people. I've looked into them? it. I trust them. Yeah. I, mean, I trust you, the names, you know. But then again, Jim Jones was well known in his day. Yes, he was. So I'm fine. And this, I, I, I believe. See, that's the power of optimism. I believe that this is a good thing, and this is something that I've wanted. And when you want something, it always comes. How could it go wrong? Really, I, you know. And I'm, I'm just don't follow any, any old body. This isn't know? like one of those 2012 apocalypse groups, is it? No, no, no. They're, they're nothing like that. With Basically, you know, to make it simple, simply stated, simply put, it's they just go around where, you know, the magic is needed. We do ritual. We try to fix things. We try to help things and, you know, spread the love. That so. sounds kind of cool. I, <clears throat> I wish yeah. you could uh, take, take the uh, recorder with you and make some podcasts <laughs> while you're out on the road. Yeah, this is me. We're in the woods. <laughs> Maybe you could phone in or something every once in a while. Sure, sure. It's not like I'll never, that I'm going to lose contact with you or something like that. It's just that I can't do the podcast the way we used to. Oh, so what am I going to do in the meantime? Well, knowing you, find a boyfriend. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> find a boyfriend and I'll see you in two years. We'll be back to normal. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you picked this time to make this decision because we recorded our very first episode around this time four years ago. Really? Yeah, 2006. And <clears throat> we, we issued it April 1st, 2006. Wow. How do you like that? So, hmm, full circle. Four freaking years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do you remember that episode? Do you, I, we were in my apartment on the Upper West Side. It was a beautiful day. There was lots of sun coming in. I have a picture that I took of us, actually. The upper West Side? When did you Inwood. Leave? Inwood. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. In Inwood. The chimes oh, were Oh, yes. Oh, it's all flooding back. Yeah, I had the... Or you had the blue... My blue wizard hat on. And <laughs> oh, yeah, that was crazy. Oh, that's right. We, we were, were talking smack about Anne, my roommate, and how crazy she was. <laughs> And we talked about um, and, what's oh that show God. with the mob, the the Sopranos. The Sopranos, yeah. Hey, Goombats, you think you're funny? You think you're funny? You lied to me. You lied to me. You lied to the family. Don't you have any sense of allegiance? You fucking asshole! I'm gonna throw you into the East River, you goddamn punk! Wow, that was a long time ago. It sure was. Right, the apartment in Inwood, and we were in the spare room. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It was a sunny day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to miss that. Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, the podcast will always be there. Um, you know, when when you sent me your email the first time and told me that you were thinking of doing this. I really didn't. I, you know how long it took me to write that freaking email? I'm sure. And not, not just to write the email, but to come to this decision. Because I know how much you really enjoy doing this podcast. Yeah, but what about you? No, I do too. I do too. But I'm doing it because I'm going to do something that I'm going to enjoy. I'm just leaving you, you know, not that I'm leaving you, like I'm leaving the podcast and now you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. With me, that is. You know, you can still do it. But well, I had to think I had to think about it. I was like, what do I do? Do I do I just end the do we end it? Is this the last episode or or do I go on and or do I reinvent it or what, you know? I think you should go on because the only thing that's constant is change, you know? And just because something changes, that doesn't mean it has to end. So this might give you the opportunity to do something else or 
you know, you never know what can come of this. I can finally produce audio porn. Right. That's what I've been wanting to do. I mean, that's my secret goal. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if it's so secret, but... <laughs> no, I thought about it. I mean, I was thinking there's, you know, there are a lot of really, with, with you out of the picture... I'll actually have more free time to collect my thoughts and think, and I don't have to worry about taking care of you or chasing after you or keeping you away from the cops or chasing <laughs> or, you. You know, getting mad at jail. Yeah. Oh, you know, the other day, <laughs> talking about the cops. I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm driving along. See, I, my girlfriend kept telling, she kept hinting to me that she needed a lift. We were going somewhere, and I was going to meet her there. Yeah. And she kept hinting, oh, so-and-so said she's going to give me a lift, and not, I'm not going to get, oh, I call so-and-so, she can't give Just come out and ask me. All right, to make a long story short, I'm driving to where we were going to go, and then I felt bad, and then I pulled over, and I said, where are you? She says, I'm still home. I said, all right, I'll be there in 10 minutes. I'll pick you up. So I go all out of my freaking way. I go pick her up, and then I had to take another route to get to where we were going. When all of a sudden, the fucking flashing lights. I said, God damn it. So I pull over and I'm looking in my rear view and there's this cop. So he's taking a sweet time and then he finally comes over to the car and then he says, uh, Don't you know how to drive? I looked at him. I said, What? <laughs> I said, What? Don't you know how to drive? I go, Apparently not because you stopped me. What do you want? So I said, shut up. I mean, I have, I have a big mouth. So I went to pull the button. Don't get out of the car. I said, I'm not. I'm just pulling the button. God, chill. So he gives me two tickets. <laughs> One, because you know when you make a turn, sometimes you cross over the line. To, yeah. So I got hit. to stay in the lane. Yeah, so I, knew I wasn't in the lane. And then I got another one. He says to me. Did you know that your license expired? I go, Yeah. That's where I was going, to motor vehicles. <laughs> you liar. No, I swear to God. And my girlfriend is like, shut the hell up. I, I, I can't help myself, you know, like being like a smart aleck like that. Yeah. So he says to me. Um, if you get into an accident, you're not going to be, um, your insurance isn't going to cover you. So. Bullshit. I said, okay, thank you. Have a nice day. So I shoved the thing in the glove compartment. So... Uh, <laughs> The whole rest of the day, I was freaking out because now he put it in my head that I was going to get into an accident. So then finally, I look at the tickets. It was $230 worth of tickets, $80 to get my license renewed. And then the day before that, I got a parking ticket. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I got to get out of New York. Yeah. You know, so that's, Seriously. Like, that's a lot of dough. That's like 300 about 400 something dollars on tickets in less than a week. That's what happened to me when I had my car in this city. It oh was just God. one after the other. It was a terrible, terrible. I don't know what happened. I And I never get tickets. And I never get stopped like that. And I think you get points on your license, don't you, for... Uh, well, no, for like running red lights and things, but not for... But not for this? What no. about driving without a license? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Are the cops going to show up here like any second hunting for you? Those dumbasses. I don't like cops. I like firemen, but I don't like cops. Yeah, I had a run in with cops twice this weekend. Really? You yeah, too? myself. Angel, little angel me. <laughs> Same situation, traffic cops. I was uh, mm. moving. You were, you were talking about change a lot. Of, there's been a lot of change going on in my life, too. Like, I just moved to a new apartment and it's gorgeous and it was like exactly what I wished for. 
and like was in the neighborhood that I wished for. It was, it was like remarkable. You got to know what it is that you want and yeah. you'll get it. Yeah. It might not be immediately, but you'll get it eventually. Yeah, you absolutely will. And it, I was in the process of moving my ex-boyfriend um, out of the apartment that we lived in together, moving oh, him into his place. Oh, you moved out? Yeah. Listen to oh. this. He was faced with being homeless and unemployed because he, he has been trying to get a job for months and months and hasn't gotten anything. Mm. I was moving out and I was like, this is the end of it. I can't, I can't continue living with you and paying you know, for your rent and all this stuff. And I said, I'm really sorry. I don't know what to do. And I felt horrible about it, but mm. I, I knew that I had to do what was right for me. And he was like, can't you just stay? And you know, I'll, I'm sure I'll find a job at some point. I was like, no, I just can't. I'm sorry. Two weeks ago, he gets a job. Oh, pays wow. 50000 a year, which okay. is really good. Yeah. You know, first job out of school. Yeah. And his best friend had a, a room opening in their apartment, and he wow. wound up getting a place. So he has a job and a place. And his health insurance kicks in next month. So it's oh not like God. he's going to be without health insurance. So it's so amazing. It was like such a relief. I almost cried yeah, to like yeah. be like, oh, thank the goddess. Um, but in the process of moving him, he rented the truck, and he was really scared to drive it. It was a U-Haul truck. So I drove it, and we were coming through the battery tunnel, and I didn't see that trucks, all trucks have to stop to get inspected before going into the tunnel. And so I drove right past it, and then I heard the cop going, hey, oh, hey, oh, oh, oh. So we pull, he said, pull it over, pull it over. So we pulled right. over the truck. He said, get out of the car. Give me your license and give me your paperwork. I was like, oh, oh fuck. Yeah. So and my license, I haven't updated since I moved like two years ago. Hmm. So... I'd made the mistake. I actually scratched out my address and wrote in the new address on the front. You're supposed to put it on the back. I didn't know that. So, of course, he was giving me a hard time for that. He's like, oh, you know, you're not supposed to to change your license. Like, that's defacing state property. You can get a summons for that. All right, give me the summons. <laughs> See, now I would have gotten us the summons. Me and my big mouth. Yeah, and he, he, goes, he goes, your name isn't on this paper. Who's, who's? and he gave the name of uh, my ex-boyfriend. And I said, well, he's he's in the car here, but he's afraid to drive. <laughs> he's afraid to drive. <laughs> He comes around and he's like, "Are you?" Da -da -da -da? And, and and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He says, "What are you doing? You gotta drive this truck. You know what's gonna happen? U Haul's gonna sue you. U Haul's gonna sue Lucky. It, blah, 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 you know, get out." And but then, yeah. But then he actually was kind of nice. He was like laughing about it. And he's like, "You can do it. Come on, you don't be chicken. Come on, just you know, breathe. Calm down. Calm down." Well, that's a cool cop. See? He was cool. Yeah. And so, of course, and my, uh, I call him my roommate now. He, he got it, ex-roommate. He got into the car, drove, and he was panicking the entire time through the tunnel, no less. You have to drive You're in a tunnel. tunnel. I mean, that's scary. Right, right. Yeah. As soon as we get out on the other side, we switch places, and I'm yeah. driving again. Yeah. Day's going on, fine. We get to his apartment. There's, you know, a par, uh, row of cars parked along the side of the street that we need to park into. But there's this really big space where there's more than enough room for the truck to pull in. Mm. As I'm pulling in, I sideswipe yeah. this really nice hybrid car, SUV, right behind me. I rip the entire front bumper oh, no. off. The headlights, everything comes off on the floor. Did you gun it? No. I was like, because we were where we needed to be. And I, yeah. I said to my ex-roommate, I said, now, for all intents and purposes, you were driving the truck. Yeah, because at least the cop warned you. Right. Like, you see, they, and that was a blessing in disguise that you did get stopped because you wouldn't have known right. all this bullshit that he told you. Yeah. Wow. It was crazy. And, so uh, you fucked up 
that so i fucked up the car really bad <laughs> and and we're in a, like we're in a part of brooklyn that's you know kind of mixed right now and kind of up and coming but it's still got some you know i don't know some some hood element some hood yeah. And so my roommate is really freaking out. He's like, oh, my God, we probably just hit some drug dealer's car. <laughs> he's going to come out. He's not going to understand. He's probably going to, like, pop a cap in our heads, you know. <laughs> oh, no. So he's just, like, literally, like, just tensed and, and nervous and, and frozen freaking with out, fear. Yeah. And I said, well, why don't you – I'm going to write a note here and leave a note under the windshield with my name and phone number and your name and phone number because, mm. you know, you were driving, remember? Mm. And you start moving things in and I'll take care of this. Bleep, bleep. The car, like, gets bleeped and, like, the lights come on. Like, the owner is coming. Mm. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Mm. The nicest, sweetest Midwestern lesbian in <laughs> the world Wow. walks up and she's like, oh, did you guys do this? And I said, yeah. She's like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Damn. Well, let me call my partner. And then this really cute blonde lesbian comes over and she's like, oh, what a bummer that you guys did this in your, on your day, first day here in the neighborhood. Oh, it's a great neighborhood. You're going to love it. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll call the insurance. And she just called her insurance. And, and then we called the police too because I looked online that that's what you're supposed to do when you hit a car, parked car. They file an accident report and the police came and everything and he was cute you know and they just <laughs> that was my second run in with the cops and uh but these like we could not have hit the nicest wow. people and the other really great thing about it was my ex-roommate was nervous about the neighborhood and so he met two really cool lesbians in the neighborhood and they were like you're gonna love it it's really nice here let's be friends on facebook it was crazy wow Look at crazy <laughs> that's something how does that happen? oh and the other funny this 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 is the other clue that all of this was ordained mm -hmm. let's just say celestially ordained mm -hmm. um the car previously was owned by an actress named julianne moore the lesbian was quick to point that out she said the real actress yeah the actress. oh wow lesbian was quick to point it out she goes you know this used to be julianne moore's car and see that dent in the front that's how i bought it from her but now i'm glad because i'm going to get a new front end and the insurance is going to pay for it so I'm going to get rid of the dent. And I said, wow, that's great. So lesbians were happy. My ex-roommate was happy. I was happy because we didn't she have to. She got the name drop. Right. We didn't have to drop a dime. She <clears throat> dropped a name. Cool. Then I get home that night and I put a movie in. And the first preview that comes up is a Julianne Moore movie. Wow. Signs, signs. Everywhere are signs. Random. Imagine that. Or not so random. Wow. That's cool. It was amazing. And I just felt so, I was so happy at the end of that night. After all of that, sh like my roommate and I were that's, joking. That's sort of like a recap of what's been going on. All this bullshit, all, all this drama, trauma, things going wrong, this apartment not working out, people almost being homeless, people not having work. and So that's all the <clears throat> run-ins with the cops. Yeah. And then at the end, it all fit in and you met nice people and you got Facebook friends, and you're watching good movies, so right. it all ties in. So that's sort of like an encapsulation of what's going on. And I think I think that I contributed to that by staying calm when it happened. I didn't yeah. freak out. I hit the car, and I said, okay, I did something. I have to take responsibility for it. Right. My roommate has to take responsibility for it, but I will pay, of course, right. since you I was driving. Right, you the right thing to him. Right. You know, like, you wouldn't just say, well... I did the next right thing, which was to leave my name and, and phone number under the hood of the car. I was preparing right. to call the police anyway. And then I think it just all contributed to like, yeah. you know, it could have gone a whole different way. Right. Well, that's what happens when you do the right thing. You know, that's, I always, you know, I always like to do what's right. 
Sometimes I don't want to because I don't want to suffer the consequences. But the consequences will always be worse if you don't do the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you made a mistake. Own up to it. Do what you have to do. And in your case, you owned up to it. You did what you had to do. And everything worked out great. So, you know, that's another thing. You should always do what's right. It's not always easy. If you can. Yeah, try. Right. But at least try. You know. Right. And if you don't do the right thing right now, do the next right thing. Right. You know. It's never too late. It's never too late. You know, so. In fact, I was thinking about that. I really believe people, you know, there's this thing about people in prisons. Can they ever, you know, come around and, you know, criminals transform? And there's something to be said about prisons actually are incubators for more criminal behavior because you're just putting criminals with more criminals and, and all you're doing under getting, bad circumstances. You're just getting more and more angry. Right. Like if I'm in this situation... I'm not gonna say, oh, isn't this great? I'm just gonna get more and more angry. Right. And every time somebody does something to me, I'm just gonna get more angry. More violence, so, right? You know. But people can change. People, people can change. I mean, I've changed. I've been sober for three years. I'll be, it'll be. Can you believe it's been three years since I last picked up a drink? Wow. Damn. And it was probably with you. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to some of those old podcasts, yeah. like episodes one through eighteen, and. That, that was part of the fun, right? We'd come over, I'd bring some vodka or something. We'd make martinis and then just right. shoot the shit. Yeah. It was a lot yeah. of fun. That was fun, but you know. But people can people change. People change. People, you know, and like you say, oh, you haven't changed a bit. Well, if I knew you five years ago, you are different than you were five years ago. You know, maybe <clears throat> not something as life-altering as stop drinking or whatever, but your personality evolves, you change, you know, everybody changes, you know. And the thing is, the first the first step of change is to be aware that something even needs to be changed. You can't change something that you don't know needs to be changed. If you have a broken window and you don't know it's broken, why would I fix it? But as soon as I see that window's broken and I'm aware of it, then I have the intention of fixing it. And it's the same thing with ourselves. Right. If I know that I have a personality defect or I'm doing something that's harmful to me or whatever it is, the first thing to do is recognize it and then say, this is what I'm going to do to change it. And then, you know, that's how people evolve and get better and are happier with themselves. Right. You know, you're not changing for me or for anyone. You're changing for yourself because it makes you a happier person. And if you're happier... Everybody around you is happier, and you just live a better life. So that's that's what you're doing with joining this merry band of pranksters. That <laughs> merry band of pagans. <laughs> what the hell is Coleman doing now? Did you hear? <laughs> she ran off with this weird group. No, no, no. I, I did a little investigating. Can I ask you a question? Did did the fact that Granny Licious came around again? Did that have anything to do with your decision to kind of pick up and leave? It didn't hurt. <laughs> I have to say that one of the, yeah, one of the, you know, one of the catalysts of my getting out of Dodge is that she's back and she knows where I am, and I just don't want to deal with her. So you, you know, well, you I'm don't really know sorry. the real granny. I've said it, you don't know the real granny. I know, I'm really sorry that I brought that down on you, I guess. <laughs> I feel, like, responsible for it, but. Well, no, everything has a reason. And you guys go way, way back, way Way before. back, 2,000 years back. I mean, so. I ran into her, actually, on the streets of New York not too long ago, a few weeks ago. You, you ran over her? I ran, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I ran into her randomly. Um, again, as, as you know, she never tells me when she's around. She could just show up on my doorstep and mm. be like, here I am. <laughs> 
And uh, but there she was actually getting. Um, I, I didn't see what store she was. She's coming out of like a vitamin store, like one of those <laughs> vitamin store. She needs vitamins. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I said, Granny, what are you, what are you doing here? And she goes, Ow, ow, lucky. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that voice. And the, the the thing is, though, I don't remember actually saying anything to her about you leaving, but she knew. She goes, Oh, so I hear Carmen's going. <laughs> see, I told you, she knows everything that's going on. Huh. You know, she's probably hiding somewhere right now. I wonder if she had anything to do with it, though. That's all. You never know. You better make sure she's not connected to... Remember, she makes some claims that she's connected to all... Did you check? Are they... Do they... These people that you're going off with, do they know Granny? Have they heard of her or... No. Mm, well, I didn't ask, but I'm going to ask. Yeah. You know. Like, but this is a very legitimate group. Yeah, but it's you know, like... like it, people... Like, it's not just one guy and he's got these followers... It's a group of people that banded together, and they're very well known in the in the occult circles. I mean, I'm sure I know. I can't tell you their names, but I know if you if I dropped a few names, you say, "Oh yeah, I heard of that person." You're kidding, yeah. you know. But do they are they aware that you're sort of semi being pursued through space and time by this crazy demon poltergeist named Granny Licious? And would they be so ready to have you tag along if if they knew? Well. That's it. why that's why it's a year and a day, you know, everybody I guess has some kind of weird attachment. You know, you you don't you don't live this kind of life without having enemies, you know? So. <laughs> that's a good quote. <laughs> you don't live this kind of life without having enemies. Carbon kick ass. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, I've got granny, you know. <laughs> And hopefully, collectively, we'll be strong enough to get her off my damn back. I True, mean, if probably. We're, if we're going around different, all over the United States, uh, doing magic for whatever reason, I'm sure they could do something for the group, you know. Do you have any problems with her coming on the podcast again while you're away? No, absolutely not. All right. No. I'm not afraid of her. I just, I'm, I'm just uh, uh, cautious. You know, but I'm not really terrified or afraid of her. You know, I mean, she can go on the podcast. She'd probably love it. Hmm. I think I think it would be good. And remember, you said people change, and maybe she will too. I said people change. <laughs> <laughs> not demons. It's not, it's not a freaking people. Shadow demons. <laughs> Doppelganger. Nogtha. Remember, that's what, uh, what's his face in Florida? Yes. Inciting a riot. Right. Firelight. Firelight, right. Called her Nogtha. Nog <laughs> She's like that skin, more like Nogahite. Hey, Carmen and Lucky, this is Firelight from Inciting a Riot, the podcast. I, Firelight, am heterosexual. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess that's it. I mean, I don't know. Like, did you have any... It's not really goodbye, you know. It's no, just like, it's, more, it's more like I'll see you later. Yeah. You know, and um, I didn't, I didn't want to just stop doing the podcast. And what happened to Lucky and Carmen? You know, and I were explaining what happened. And you know, um, Lucky's gonna keep doing the podcast, and I want everybody to stay happy and focused and believe in themselves. You know, the message is still there. Like, you know, be good to yourself and do what you got to do and have fun. You know, have fun. have fun. That's what this was all about. Right? Having fun, you know, and even even now, like you're saying, oh, what about your job? 
what about my job? Like, I can get another one, you know? Like, I, I, one thing I know for sure is that the universe always provides, as long as I don't do something crazy. But, well, I am doing something crazy. But I always know the universe is going to provide, and I'll always be all right. And then um, this job that I have, I have the time to come back, and then I can get my position back. So You know who's not going to get another job? John Galliano. Oh, my God. I love Hitler. <laughs> what a fool. Oh, my God. You, you brought him up in uh, last episode. We were talking to our friend from Oklahoma about fashion, getting involved in fashion and beauty. And, and we started talking about John Galliano and his yeah. designs. He's, he's a designer for Christian, for the house of Christian Dior. Christian Dior, yeah. And uh, he's been in the media lately because he got really drunk and was caught on camera making anti-Semitic remarks. And mm-hmm. um, Natalie Portman came out, and uh, she was a representative of... Christian Dior, and she said, I refuse to be associated with him, or, right. you know, and now he's been fired by Christian Dior, so what is he going to do? Oh, my God, he's, he, he, he was fired by Christian Dior, um, he might spend jail time, he's got a couple of thousand dollars summons, you know, fine. Yeah, because he, he did this in France, where the laws are very strict against any sort of anti-Semitic remarks. Right, you know, so he's really screwed, but we shall see what's going to happen, because... Ugh. Tiger Woods came back. Yeah, and Galliano's a, you know, you might not really like his fashion. Like, who wears that stuff in the street? But his sense of um, line and development and the way he seems close up, it's, his clothes are not just clothes. They're, they're works of art, but. The best dressed Nazis in history. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucked. He's really screwed. Germans, go into your dance. 
born in Dusseldorf, and that is why they call me Rolf. Don't be stupid, be a smarty. Come on, join the Nazi party. playing in the lounge. And then I got my big break. Somebody burned down the Reichstag. And would you believe it? They made me chancellor. Chancellor. It ain't no mystery if it's politics or history. The thing you gotta know is 
Everything is showing I'll myself watch my show I'm a German Afro-Merman, don't you know? We are crossing borders, the new world order is here Make a great big smile, everyone sing hail to me Wonderful me I didn't know that the laws in France were so strict against um, that kind of talk, yeah. which I think is great. You know, you know, I'm kind of mixed about it because on the one hand, I feel like, you know, gosh, that's such an encroachment on freedom of expression. But on the other hand, look at the problems we have in this country with like the Reverend Phelps and those crazy protesters who go show up to funerals and like they bash, you know, yeah. homophobic language or any, any like war, war veterans or anything. They go out and they just, they, they make a really horrible time for people. And it's like in France, that shit wouldn't be tolerated. It's just yeah. like, no. Well, I didn't know that, um, this kind of problem even existed in Europe. Hmm. I thought it, really naive as I am. I thought it was an exclusively an American issue, you know, racism and all of that. Yeah. But apparently not. No, I mean, anti-Semitism has been around since there have been Jews, pretty much. I mean... Yeah, anti-Semitism. Jews aren't the only Semites, but... Yeah, but I didn't know that it was a... a Well, yeah, Germany's in in Europe, but... Isabella ejected all the Jews from Spain. You know, that was yeah. that was one instance. Then then the Russians uh, had the pogroms where the Jews, they... The Jews were never welcome anywhere. They, they were in Spain for like 400, 500 years, and that was the longest run they ever had. And then it was, you know, but... I just I just didn't know that Europe was... Had this kind of issue. I don't know, I don't know. Well, there's, there's, there's... I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, it comes more out of anti-Nazism 
um, that right. there's you know there's a ban on the swastika. You can't display the swastika in Germany, in Holland, and you know oh, so in France. Also, stupid Prince Harry dresses up like Hitler for Halloween. Right. What a fucking moron. And so it just sends like <laughs> I know really. Look at the freaking prince of whatever yeah. England, and he's dressing up like Hitler. He's the Duke of York, isn't he? I don't know whatever. He's the second in. Yeah, I don't know what he is. I don't know whatever. He's not even he's not even Charles's son. I saw the King's Speech. That was an awesome movie. Oh, I, I have the a bootleg. Yeah, bootleg. <laughs> As we say in the Bronx, bootleg. When you live this lifestyle, yeah. you can't help but make a few enemies. Crime and kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> I got the fighter. That was this is really good. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I saw it um on the bus the other day. I took a bus trip and the King's Speech. But I want to see the fighter again because I wasn't really watching it because I knew I had the DVD. Yeah. And I said, no, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. But I kept peeking. And it looked pretty good. And the King's Speech. It was really good. So I'm... Look at this crazy sleeve, a little skinny thing with the... Yeah, it looks really high quality. Boule. (laughs) Boule. (laughs) You know, it's people like you, Carmen, that are driving up the ticket prices for the rest of us in this country. It's all right. (laughs) This this isn't even mine. It's... Me and my friends have, uh, you know how how you exchange books? Yeah. Well, we do that with DVDs. We just lend each other DVDs and they go around. That's cute. Yeah, it's fun. You know. You're like your own pagan homespun Netflix. That's it. You know. Webflix. Boule. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boule. Boule.com. <laughs> oh, so... Um, I've been reading this. I want to talk about this real quickly before we, I guess we sign off um, or give you a chance. I'll let you put your head together here. And Sayonara. if there's any last words you want to say in the meantime to all the listeners, um, you'll have a chance to do that. But first, I want to talk about this uh, series of books, this fantasy series that I'm reading. It's called A Song of Fire and Ice or Song of Ice and Fire. I forget which one it is. And it's a series of books published by or written by George R.R. R. Martin and I guess they've been around for like about 10 years 15 years and he's not done writing the books but I just discovered this series the first one's called The Game of Thrones and it's really well written mm. and if anyone is uh, hasn't read it yet I strongly encourage you to go get this book and read it in fact HBO is making a mini series out of it and oh, I've really? seen some of the previews yeah and it looks really awesome Oh, I gotta check that out. Yeah, yeah. it's like, like you know, it's like there's, it's it's very his, p- historically detailed. Like mm. this is, you really believe this is another world, another time. It's kind of medieval themed, um, but then there are dragons and there's magic and Ooh. all sorts of really cool stuff. My kind of book. So it's a whole series. Yeah, I'm on book three right now. And how many books are there? I think there's five or six. Nice. All right, it'll keep you busy for a while. Yeah. I like that. In fact, I got so excited, so moist between the legs, <laughs> that I bought a sword. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a sword based on like this famous sword in the book, and and I bought a replica. There's only two thousand of them being made, and I bought one. Oh, nice! Well, a couple of years down the road, it'll be worth some money. Yeah. It's a limited edition. So. Collector's item signed yeah. by the author of the book. Nice. So I never do anything like that, but I've been wanting to buy a sword for a long time. Yeah. I like reading series books because you read a book and it's so good and you wish it wouldn't end. And then you have like five more written by the same author and it just keeps going. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. That's The Game of Thrones by George R.R. Martin. If you're reading it, let us know on the Facebook. uh, Facebook.com slash Eat My Pagan Ass. 
podcast. Yeah. Start talking about the book. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I got to say bye to everybody. Ooh. Yeah. What are your last words, Carmen, before you vanish in a puff of smoke and we won't see you again for a year and a day? You'll see me. Well, I, I just want to say thanks to everybody for all their email. And we never got one bad email. We never got one uh, email telling us we we're stupid or, you just know. That, just, well, just the Bible thumper in the beginning and then that high priestess from Canada who said we were doing it wrong. But Yeah, but it wasn't anything... The Bible thumper you would expect. Remember, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Remember that? We got that email. Oh, yeah, that was way back. That dumbass, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, everybody was really cool, and people would send me, you know, well wishes on my birthday. and every. Speaking of which, happy birthday. You just had your birthday a couple days ago. Happy birthday, yeah, you know. You're like 356 now. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, and, and everybody was, like, really supportive, and they always... Uh, asked us questions and it made me seem like, oh yeah, you know, I can, you know, give this person advice. And we had a lot of um, followers and all that. So I want to thank everybody for listening and um, being supportive and calling with jokes. And every time we would ask for something, people would always respond to it. So, you know, it was, it was nice. It was like, I felt like I knew people, you know, and um, Thunderwing, Oh my gosh, that's old school. <laughs> you know, Thunderwing and Kate and Kate, yeah, yeah. Whole, you know, you know, our little friends. Yeah. So you know, like I said before, this isn't goodbye. So I'll see you later, and um, you know, maybe I'll be around your neck of the woods. <laughs> what, what if you that? hear a cackling on the wind at the I full know. moon, watch. I come back a, a year later. No, they kicked me out. You know? <laughs> I hope so for our sake, so we can do the podcast again. <laughs> You know, so if, and if I'm back in New York, maybe we can do another, you know, a surprise podcast or something. All right. You know. Well, in the meantime, folks, listeners, stay tuned because I am going to come back with some more episodes. I've got some interviews planned with Selkie Larizel, who's High Priestess of Grailwood Coven in New York City, and she's going to talk about her Brythonic tradition and what it is to be uh, to work with the fairy energies. We're going to interview Puck Zan Fraser, who's an author of uh, several books on uh, witchcraft, in, uh, particularly as, as expressed in drama. And uh, also um, Osimvio, who's the head of the New York City Gay Men's Open Pagan Magic Circle, or the founder. Uh, we're going to interview him to talk about his work, uh, working with Gay Coven in New York City. And also he's a priest of the Minoan Brotherhood. So we're going to find out a little bit about that. And then who knows what else is going to happen. There's lots more coming on. New York City's full of many crazy pagans. Right. And so... So Lucky's going to get all intellectual on us. I'm going to get intellectual <laughs> and naked. <laughs> I don't want to get too intellectual, but, you know, hey, why not? Yeah. It's, it won't be intellectual. I'm, I, I promise I'm going to keep it fun. You know, these, these people have all listened to the podcast, and they know what, they know what kind of low-caliber quality... <laughs> We like to produce here on Eat My Pagan Ass, and they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna keep delivering. They're gonna keep delivering this shit. I promise. That's it. <laughs> well, bye, everybody. Carmen, I'm gonna miss you I'll while miss you're you away. Too. No, I'm, I'm, you know, we have Skype, and you know. Will you show me your nipple on the internet? <laughs> what nipple? <laughs> Look. <laughs> Actually, I have three. You do. Me too. That's a sign of a true witch. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 
All right. So uh, <laughs> if you got any questions, by the way, for me or for Carmen, I could still forward some to Carmen. You can email us at eatmypaganass at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash eatmypaganasspodcast. Download us on iTunes. Come to our website, eatmypaganass.com. And whatever you do, if somebody, the cop pulls you over and you're tempted to punch him in the face, don't because that's illegal. But Just tell him to eat my, my pagan ass. ass. Bye, hookers. Bye. No violence against cops. I'm serious. <laughs> cops are our friends. They are. <laughs> Bye. She's yelling on the phone. She's yelling on the phone again. She's banging on the door. She's losing all control again. What's she doing in the tub? She's shooting up the junk. I swear I
Ein Schild.